You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon. Hello, happy Friday and welcome back to another live edition of the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by 90 Min. As ever, I'm your host, Harry Simu, and on this edition, we're going to be discussing some comments made by Arsenal and England defender Ben White. Uh, we were going to do the Arsenal Crystal Palace preview show. We just pushed that back a few hours, uh, so that'll be coming to you a little bit uh, later on this afternoon, live, of course, as well, right here on this channel. If you are a podcast listener, you will be able to download it from around about 5pm today. So looking forward to bringing you that one. But this Ben White interview that is doing the rounds this morning on social media has caused quite a lot of debate, more than I thought it would. And I've got to be honest, I didn't think it was that big a deal until I posted um, I posted about it on Twitter. And the response has been so mixed uh, that I felt that it was worth having a little chat about it. Um, so let's let's first of all summarise what it is exactly that Ben White has said. Now, Ben White, of course, gave an interview ahead of Arsenal's game against Crystal Palace, which is the Monday night football this week. And he was asked about Patrick Vieira. Now, of course, Ben White. Where's the number four? The number that Patrick Vieira wore before him and wore so well. Uh, and he was asked about uh, what he knows about the player. Does he remember him? Does he know a great deal about him? And this is what Ben White had to say. He said, I didn't even watch football when I was younger. I still don't now. I love the game and I was always playing it. Never watching. So I don't know too much about the older generations. I know he was a very good player, but I wouldn't know the details. I'm quite busy. I wouldn't just sit down and watch a game. So first of all, the first point is that Ben White kind of didn't really want to get drawn into talking too much about Patrick Vieira because of a lack of knowledge about Patrick Vieira, what he represents, what he did, what he achieved uh, as, you know, the Arsenal skipper, etc, etc. And look, if we're being completely honest, I don't think that Ben White would have been old enough, probably, um, you know, to really remember Patrick Vieira clearly. So I don't really have an issue with that. I just think that what he's done is he's kind of... And, and listen, I don't have an issue with it. Let's get it out there straight away. I don't really have a problem with anything that Ben White said today, but it did surprise me. And I'm not going to lie, it did. Uh, there are certain elements of it, aspects of it, that I found a little bit shocking and a little bit like, whoa, and maybe that's me. Maybe that's because I'm conditioned um, to to view football in a very different way. Maybe it's because I couldn't imagine my life without watching football almost on a daily basis. So perhaps that's why some of these comments really hit hard with me. Um, but as I say, it's not something I've got an issue with. It's not something that he deserves digging out for. But it is very, very interesting. And does it highlight what's so different about this modern generation of, of football players? Because remember, back in the day, there wasn't as much football on the TV, okay? Football wasn't as accessible as it is now in 2021. So you could understand why some of those guys maybe didn't get to watch as much football as they'd perhaps have liked. But nowadays, it is everywhere. The coverage is everywhere. It feels like you can't miss it. You know, for me, um, 
when I was younger, I remember so many times on a Saturday when obviously the games weren't televised, where I'd sit with my dad and say, you know what we're going to do today? We're going to completely avoid all the scores, all the results, unless Arsenal were playing. But if Arsenal weren't playing, we'd avoid all of it. And then we'd watch match of the day later on. And you could quite easily do that. But now football is just in your face everywhere. You can't unlock your mobile phone without somewhere along the line, the score coming up, somebody messaging you, seeing it on Twitter, seeing it on any social media platform. It's impossible now. So I just find it strange that nowadays when football is super accessible, that there are, and it's not just Ben White, because I'm sure there are a number of players who are in this place with the game where they're kind of, you know, that they're kind of like, I need to switch off from it. So I've digressed a little bit, but if we go back to the the Patrick Vieira bit, look, I don't expect Ben White to know an awful amount about Patrick Vieira, to remember him, to have watched him play in an Arsenal shirt. But if I'm being super hypercritical of Ben White here, he could have just played the game. He could have just said... um, you know, he could have just said, yeah, you know, he's a club legend, obviously means the world to the fans, et cetera, et cetera. We all know what a great player he was and what an impact he had at this club. Um, and and that be that. And and people, you know, not myself, because as I've said already, I don't have a problem with it. But there, there are Arsenal fans on social media today, and I've seen it with my own eyes. They've been quoting my tweet. They've been replying under my tweet who are almost outraged outraged at the fact that Ben White didn't really elaborate on Patrick Vieira. And I don't think they should be outraged, but he could have kept those people at a distance by being, you know, a little bit more kind of smart in his answer there. Um, The issue around him not watching football, I say issue, is it an issue? Not really. Some people have called it really honest. Some people have called it really refreshing. As I said already, I think it's a reflection of the modern day footballer and that with some of us still doesn't feel quite right. Although there's nothing wrong with it to us, it's just out of the ordinary. And as I said in my tweet, I think word for word, what I said was each to their own. But I must admit, I find this a little strange. Maybe it's because I could never imagine myself not watching football. But I suppose as long as he does the business for Arsenal, it doesn't matter. And that is the key point. You know, that is the key point. Um, it doesn't really matter. And, um, you know, as, as long as he performs on the pitch. But I guess for me, I'm, you know, a lot of people say that, you know, a lot of people say, for example, that, you know, this is this is great to see him being honest and this is great to see him being positive. I think it's great to see somebody being honest But the world of football and football fans in general are not mature enough to understand what's honest and doesn't really matter and and differentiate that between something that they should then throw criticism at a player for. So for me, Ben White here is is opening himself up to criticism. You know, you know what's going to happen the minute Ben White doesn't play well or gets caught out when marking someone, people are going to go, oh, well, if he watched more football then maybe he'd have known that, I don't know, Romelu Lukaku plays in a certain way or that Jamie Vardy likes to run in behind, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm not saying that, again, repeating the point, I don't think it's a problem. I don't think it's that much of an issue, but people will make it into one. And so why would you open yourself up to that? Me personally, I wouldn't. I'd be very careful 
around saying things like that. I think for me, th look, this is very different, right? Because people, there's a really good um, comment in here. Let me just uh, pick it up. Hold on. Um, there was one about people watching um, people watching videos at home about work or something like that. I can't find it right now. But basically, someone said in the comments that, you know, would you go home from work and watch videos about your work in your downtime? I think it depends on your profession, man. Like, I, I really do. Like, if you are, let's say, a an accountant, are you going to go home and watch videos of, of people talking about accountancy? No, I don't think you would. But being an accountant is your profession. Being a footballer is a way of life. I think it's different. I think there are certain professions that do consume your life, that do take over. I think, obviously, to a lesser extent, my work means that I have to be across football all the time, even when I don't want to be. I have to be because I can't turn up the next day on a radio show or on a whatever YouTube show or whatever it might be. Um, you know, not knowing what's happening and not knowing what the current affairs are, because I would look like an idiot. So every profession is different. Every profession has different demands. I, I just think for me, if you want to be the very best at something, you know, you, you almost have to be obsessed. And if you look at those people that have, have been obsessed over the years, they tend to be the ones that have hit the biggest heights. You know, the players that I can think of off the top of my head that, that, publicly said they don't even like football or don't watch football or have other they prefer haven't been the ones that have gone on to hit the biggest height in the game of football so it's i don't know it's an interesting one i i just think for me i would i love the game and i study the game and i watch the game all the time because i feel that that makes me better at what i do or at least helps me on that path. And I just find it weird. I find it strange. Again, I don't particularly take a problem with it. And you're not going to catch me, you know, if Ben White plays crap on Monday night, saying it's because Ben White didn't watch enough football over the weekend. That's You know, I'm not for a second saying it's that serious or it's that deep. But for me, it's, um, you know, it is something that if I were a footballer, I'm not sure I'd put in the public domain from fear of the backlash because in my personal opinion the the football fan base in general and that's you know there's a lot of great people out there as well but in general football fans are not mature enough to process some comments like this and just accept that you know the geezer likes to have downtime likes to do other things and doesn't see it as that big of an issue they will take it as a a, a bit of ammunition that they'll put in their back pocket and they'll pull out when needs be. And that's why I would be weary of putting it out. I've got to admit. Let's go over to the live chat box anyway and see what some of you guys are saying. Um, don't worry, the Crystal Palace Arsenal preview is coming a little bit later on. I'm trying to get a guest on for that, which is why I've delayed it. Um, and then when this came out, when this interview came out, I felt that we could uh, spend some time talking about this and therefore um, make sure we didn't not use the slot or not put out a live show this afternoon, early afternoon, for those of you that are bored at work on a Friday and uh, looking at the clock. Uh, let's see what some of you guys are saying in there. Um, 
Uh, Halo says, for some, football is a passion, a lifestyle, the life. For some, football is employment, work, and something that puts meat on the table. Uh, Dave Atkinson says, so people don't like a footballer telling the truth. People need to get a life. Uh, John Daly, in response to my comments about the good old days, says the good old days of teletext. I think the scores were page 303. Loved waiting for the football headlines on teletext. Alexander Malcolm says, Harry, you're overreacting. My nine-year-old son plays football for his local team every Sunday, but he very rarely watches football. I don't think I am overreacting. Am I overreacting? Let me know in the chat. I, I don't think I am. I'm just saying that I found these comments strange and I openly admit that I probably find them strange because it's the complete opposite of me and what I think. I, I've said repeatedly that I don't really have a problem with it, but that I do believe there will be a section of the fan base who will keep quiet now, take this, pop it in their back pocket, and the minute Ben White has a bad game, we'll bring this out. And it's therefore, if I were Ben White, I wouldn't have said this. That's all I'm saying. Um, I said that maybe he should play the game. Matt says, but why play the game, Harry? It would come off disingenuous. Look, I think in in fo- in the football world, okay, for example, when you're asked about a legend of the club that you played for, there's just a, you know, there's a load of cliches that you can just roll off that would appease the fans and keep any critics off of your back. And Ben White has been honest and open here. And and for that, he deserves credit. But is it going to benefit him in the long run? Because I'm already seeing people on social media saying Ben White's a disgrace. He doesn't know anything about Patrick Vieira. Surely when you join a company, someone said on Twitter, you should read about the company's history. Therefore, surely when you join a football club, you should be aware of the football club's history. I don't know. Let's see uh, what else we've got here. Ozzy says, uh, why is it so surprising to people? There are big players who've said it before that they completely shut off from football after games. Look, I think there is a need to shut off. Okay, I do. I think there is a need to shut off and there is a need to distance yourself from your work. I do it. You know, sometimes, you know, I go in the house and I'm so I finished work and I've, I've recorded podcasts and I've written whatever I've written and I've done whatever I've done. And I get to a point where I'm like obsessed with checking my phone, going through Twitter, going, looking at this, looking at that. And I have to say to myself, I have to be disciplined and say to myself, actually, I need time away from this. I need to chill out. And I go and put my phone on charge in another room and watch a film or watch TV or watch something just so I'm not constantly being dragged back into that world. So I get it. I get that people need to shut off. But I'd still watch some football. I would i got to be honest. Uh, let's see what else we've got here. Um, let's see. Uh, Matt G says, here's my point. Think about the great older footballers. Do you think George Best watched any football? George Best was probably out on the razzle-dazzle, to be fair. But George Best was an elite talent, was a, a, a you know, a generational talent. And some people are just that damn good that they don't need to study the game, that they don't need to constantly be looking to improve because it's natural you know and a prime example look Cristiano Ronaldo fantastic talent obviously fantastic natural talent clearly but is it the same natural talent that Lionel Messi has because I would argue that if neither of them trained ever Messi would be the better player because 
he has it naturally. And I think when you talk about people like George Best, you're talking about the very elite level players who just simply had it naturally. And, and also in George Best's days, football, you know, wasn't as accessible. Would George Best have maybe played longer? Would George Best have been in better health if he did let football uh, sort of dictate his lifestyle a bit more? Probably. So, uh, you know, I, I don't really... I think there are loads of great players as equally who were great players because they elevated their level by being students of the game and studying the game and constantly being um, aware of what was going on around them. Uh, let's see what else we've got. Uh, Victor says, I can relate to Ben. I've been swinging at swinging. Whoops. <laughs> I don't think you have been swinging. I hope you haven't been swinging, Victor. This is I've been swimming at a high level for 10 plus years. I competed with one of the top swim schools in the country. When I'm not in the pool, I do everything possible to take my mind off. Uh, Omar says, Cristiano Ronaldo, one of the greatest players of all time, once said he doesn't watch football at home. Not comparing White with him, of course, but it really isn't that deep. No, but Ronaldo's obsessed with football, Omar. Come on. You know, everybody he's ever trained with has said, talked about his obsession with winning and his obsession with staying on the training ground to perfect certain aspects. I, you know, I don't think you can compare him to Ben White. I know you're not directly doing that, but I... I I don't think that's the right example. Um, what else have we got? Um, Matt goes on to say, the point I'm making is I don't care what Ben White does when he's not training or playing. I want him to be the best player he can be. I completely agree. I, I completely agree that it's not really that important. But I go back to the point I made before. Is everybody going to see it like that? Because Matt, you are very level-headed and you are one of the people in this chat box that constantly talks uh, sense that, you know, that, that doesn't overreact, that is very um, measured in your opinions. And to you, it doesn't matter. And to me, it doesn't matter. And to a lot of other people, it doesn't matter. But I find it strange that an elite sportsman at whatever sport it would be, aside from playing himself, takes seemingly zero interest in what is going on in that sport. I think that's weird. I'm sorry. Like, I'm not going to sit here and hang Ben White for it. You know, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to sit there and say that, um, you know, if he doesn't play well against Palace on Monday, that is because he didn't watch enough football over the weekend, as I've already said. But I do find it strange. I can't help it. It is weird to me. It's, it's weird to me when anybody tells me they don't like football or they don't watch football, let alone someone who does it for a living. I do find it weird. Uh, Jordan says uh, there's so much video analysis where you review your last match and the upcoming opponent and break the game down. So watching football at home would just be out of enjoyment rather than learning. Right. Let me let me put this to you, Jordan. If you. Only look at your own performance can you get to the level or, or can you get to your best possible level because I believe you can't learn as much from yourself as you can from others because if you don't know that something is wrong because you don't watch anybody else how do you identify the areas in which you need to develop so I'm a big believer that you work on your game and you work on the things that your coaches tell you you need to work on. But that the beautiful thing about football with, with tactics, with styles, with 
individuals is that you can look around and you can take bits and pieces from other people's games, um, you know, and, and add them into yours to enhance your own. So I, I do think you can learn a lot, um, you know, from from analysing your own performances, but I also think you can gain a hell of a lot from analysing other people's and then not just learning from their mistakes, but also taking their positives and uh, implementing them into your own game. Uh, big thank you to Gino Corleone, who says, uh, if in doubt, just say Zinedine Zidane. Uh, Gino, thank you so much uh, for your very, very kind Super Chat donation. Really, really appreciate that. Uh, Matt goes on to say, Harry, I've clipped the part of you saying I'm level-headed and sent to my missus. Good. <laughs> uh, Miss Shane says, Harry is simply wrong, but he is narcissistic, so he will never, ever admit that he is wrong. Apparently, I'm narcissistic, but Michelle logs in and watches the streams every day. Do you not have anything better to do or something? Like, uh, honestly, what do you want me to say to that? Why am I wrong? Because my opinion is different to yours. Absolute nonsense. I said repeatedly, you will not catch me having a go at Ben White on Monday if he plays poorly because he didn't watch enough football over the weekend. But I do find it strange. I do find it strange. And the same people, as is highlighted by Steve Stone brilliantly, the same people who don't give a shit what Ben White does in his spare time were all up in arms a year ago talking about Hector Bellerin and what he does in his spare time and how he's a disgrace because he's into fashion and he's into planting trees and he's into looking after the environment. Why is that an issue? But it's not an issue when Ben White does it. This is my point. You know, at least I've been consistent in saying that I don't care what, what Hector Bellerin does off of the pitch. Um, you know, and I, and I don't really care what Ben White does off of the pitch, but I do find it strange. How can you not find it strange? Uh, Falasana says, I get your point, Harry, uh, but maybe White is only a professional football player just for the money, or maybe he sees playing football just like any other job. Maybe so. Maybe so. Um, you know, maybe that is him. And, and as I said in my tweet before the, the podcast and repeatedly during this show, as long as he performs for Arsenal, it doesn't matter. But it, it, I find it strange that someone can get to that level without having a kind of basic interest. It shows that it's, it's you know, it's all talent with Ben White, but is talent enough to get you to the very, very elite level? Or do you need to be that little bit more obsessed with the game? Because I would argue there's examples of players whose level talent-wise was kind of here, but they reached here because of their obsession, because of their desire to constantly improve and develop and learn from different coaches and managers and analyze football games and be essentially students of the game. Uh, Bungle says the untold analysts clubs employ these days uh, will do more than enough in these players work hours. Um, Alexander Malcolm says, I don't see there must be a connection between being obsessed with the sport and watching it. Um, I'll go back to the point I made before. How can you, um, you know, how can you be, how can you, how can you be taking the maximum from the game if you don't watch other people? You know, let, let's take tennis players, for example. How can Roger Federer be or have been the best for all of those years? 
without ever paying attention to what Rafael Nadal was doing and, and understanding what it is that he, um, you know, he brings to the table and finding ways of combating that from watching him. And then the same with Novak Djokovic, et cetera, et cetera. I think that to be the very best, you have to be all over your sport because you will learn things from people. You will learn things from people that you can't possibly learn from yourself because you didn't know them in the first place. That's how I see it. Uh, let's see what else we've got. Um, Yama agrees with me, says it is strange, no doubt. And that's all I'm saying. You know, it is strange. It is a bit weird. Um, Melon Scam says, from what I've heard in the industry, there's actually more professional footballers than you realize who don't actually care for football that much. I'm sure there is. But how many of them actually come out and say it? And my point is that you can look at this in one of two ways. You can say fair play to Ben White for being open and honest. And that, that that's refreshing to hear as football fans. But equally, I think, especially when you're dealing with a fan base like ours, you are providing ammunition to your critics for when you have a rough patch. And if you are smart and if you are streetwise, I don't think you give anybody that ammunition. I think you keep it to yourself, locked away in a place where nobody can use it to hurt you. And that's my view. And that's kind of my final thought on this. But anyway, uh, we are going to leave it there. As I said, we're going to be back a little bit later on to talk about the Arsenal versus Crystal Palace fixture. We're going to be uh, looking back at some of the key comments from Mikel Arteta's press conference. We're going to be discussing the starting lineup, previewing the fixture, the return of Patrick Vieira. We're going to be doing all of that as well as taking your questions and thoughts. So come and join me again at 4.15pm live. That's UK time. The podcast will be out. Uh, around about 5 p.m. UK time for those of you who wish to consume the content that way. I'll be back very, very soon with more. Until next, take care of yourselves and stay safe. All the best. You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon.